This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. You're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. We are back in the Detroit is Different Podcast Studios, and it's still July, but it's starting to feel a little bit more like fall, as Piper has welcomed one of Detroit's daughters, one of the Detroit legends, one of the Detroit creatives that we all love, and she also shares with me uh, we, we share a godmother Rest in peace Mama Barnes The homie for forever One of the f- best people I really wish Could have came by this podcast studio We carry that legacy on As we go old school Thick and deep As that's our legacy But Piper has family that was playing with RJ's latest arrival back in the day mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about Old school Uncle William Uncle William, I'm talking about them dudes was like definitely as um, as uh, Charlie Murphy said, we're not getting their clothes from the men's department, but no, they yeah, were some right. tough, tough <laughs> people. What? Bro, they were getting their clothes. They was wearing suits, bro. Hey, RJ's latest rival did have on a good amount of that silk in sequence as me and Amp were talking about that. But as we know, Hilarious. as fashionable as Amp is. He is also one of the truest East Siders with right. hands. Right. Pony Gardens. Riding that bike. Hands for real. Mm-hmm. Riding that bike. Hands for real. Hands. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Amp, you do not want it with Amp. Yeah, Dilla Land. Yes. Yay. And shout out Bubs. If we talking <laughs> about Amp, we throwing in a lot of the classic Detroit music. Mm-hmm. But we're about to touch on something even more classic. As I say, one of the daughters, one of the most special, Piper. Give the introduction as it's already back and forth Piper energy. Yeah. I mean, thanks for that. That was really beautiful. That's a lot of love right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, thank you, Kari, being in the space to to be the place to be here. Detroit is different podcast studio. Got it all set up for us and all the accoutrements that people need to feel comfy. Accoutrements. <laughs> <laughs> right. For people to feel comfy. But yeah, so I'm going to get right into it because um, this is who people want to hear from. Um, I'm going to just briefly say I learned about Monica Blair um, as a strictly as a fan, the same way, um, you know, uh, I fanned on a whole bunch of people before I came here. And um, my uncle, Sundi Adamausi, um, when I first moved to Detroit, I think it was like 08. And he was like, hey, you got to see, there's this woman and I know you will love her. She's amazing. She's fantastic. She's magical. She's a goddess. She's incredible. And he was just going on and on and on about, you know, her voice and that she kicked her shoes off and how original she was and how I would just love her. And I was like, oh, I got to see, I got to see. And then there was a um, a show and the show was at... um. I want to say it was this spot that's downtown. I think that it used to be like a bank and um, the radio station gave it. And um, I feel like the wizard was there and they did this thing. And um, who else was there? Um, Slum village was there. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Des was there. It was like this huge party and it was given by the radio station. It was all these Detroit amazing. Dwelle was there. It was all, it was amazing. And um, this woman um, went on stage and she was gyrating <clears throat> in a beautiful dance. And I just saw color and excitement. And I just heard this voice, this infectious music and this beautiful voice that sounded like the siren. And I was like, what the hell is going on? 
I was like, this is a lot of stimulation. And I appreciated that <laughs> because I was like, this is my, my, uh, my ears are hearing this. The beat is incredible. Um, m- musically, what I'm hearing is, is melodic and funky and soulful and jazzy, all like at the same, and hip hop, mm. like all at the same time. And then it's like this um, incredible, eclectic, interesting looking designed person in front of me with all this color and and exuding this Africanness that I thought was like, that is powerful. Mm. And that was my introduction to Monica Blair. And then everywhere I went in Detroit after that, all I heard about was Monica Blair. And I was like, oh my God, like this was before, it was like the dawn of Twitter. So I wasn't really like on Twitter like that. I was probably just like reading like updates from Indonesia. But I wasn't necessarily, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily like knowing how to c- connect with people per se, but trying to. And I just remember I kept going on your Twitter and like liking everything you did. Like, hey, hey, that's incredible, incredible, incredible. And I think um, the first time that I actually got a chance to talk to you was from this woman named April Woodard. Yeah also shahara and she was doing some stuff for you and um it was like maybe your second or third project and i was like oh my god this is incredible and i i remember i I helped her like do promotions and stuff like that and she was like would you help me with this promotion have you ever heard of monica blair i was like oh my god (laughs) this is my chance this is my chance (laughs) this is my chance (laughs) yeah but so that was that was like you know my basic that's my basic monica blair intro but i'm gonna bring you on and let you introduce yourself because you are so multifaceted Mm. and so otherworldly and so incredible that i don't think that i could do justice to like an intro for you so i'm gonna gonna just let you tell folks about who is the magnanimous monica blair so first of all my mind is completely blown like um I know we were chatting the other day and you were like, you were saying, yeah. And you were, you were talking to me and I just was like, yo, I'm so regular though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so like, not, you know, but thank you for that. I mean, you and Kyrie, like there's like a significant connection here. I mean, I'm Monica Blair and I am a creative infinitely and eternally. Mm -hmm. And that's, there's not really much to say kind of outside of that because that's, wow. that's what it is. But it's incredible, too. You're so humble. You know what I mean? Because, like, Aww. you're this you is not that lady. On stage. <laughs> that, that's that's on a stage. whole other lady. <laughs> that's a different lady yeah. that's up there on that stage. Yeah. You know? And what I wonder, well, I got to shout out your mom. Mm-hmm. Your mom is like. Is she your manager? Hey, Vera. <laughs> she, she's my spiritual consultant. My right. mom is just like, she's not actually. Um, she she has never necessarily been involved with the business part besides me, like, just going, like, anything, anybody who would ask their mom and say, hey, right. what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. Um, but support and definitely the incubator and the person who even facilitated the relationship that Kari spoke to earlier, Mm. you know, like um, she was really good friends with my godmother prior to her being my godmother. Mm. And so I think, you know, my mom really was very strategic about how she raised her only child. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really 
you know, thankful for that because mm-hmm. that's that's huge in how I make decisions and how I decide to move forward. That's that's why I love your mom because she kind of reminds me of uh, my mom. Yeah, and um, the story you told me the other day, I was like, oh, like pipe gets it. Like, yeah, because I'm an only <laughs> child too, right? Yeah, and so uh, it's I mean I'm an only I was raised as an only child. And um, it's interesting because, like, you said she strategically raised you. I think my mom did the same thing. And that's why I think I that people love your mom because yeah. your mom is, um, like, a community mom. Yeah, totally. Like, it's like, oh, Mama V, Mama V, or yeah. like, oh, yeah, V, here's your mom. Or, and I get a lot more. I get a, I don't get are you Monica Blair. I definitely get more so are you Vera's daughter. Wow. Um, yeah, she be out here. And then it's like, you know, sometimes a Monica Blair thing happens, but it's like I'm not egoic about it in any way. It's just mm-hmm. like, yep, I'm totally Vera's kid. Like, what's yeah. up? And she's so dope. And she's, she's always so fly. Dope. She's always so fly. She dresses really, like, amazingly. She has, like, definitely that um, just kind of, like, I float into the room. She does. <laughs> and she's yeah. always smiling. She's always smiling. She's always friendly. She's always got a giggle and a hug and a like, how you been? And she it's does. Like, it's super warm and bubbly. I I am like that, but like in a totally different Is way. Is she from the city? Um, Yeah, she's originally. Actually, we are not too far from Kendall, which is where she grew up. Okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. We're not too far. She's awesome. Shouts out to Vera. Hey, Vera, boo. They're so sweet. Okay, yeah. so, um, so, and that's funny because I think when I first actually met you, I actually met your mom too. So oh, it was two peas in a pod. And a y'all are like kind of inseparable, and and definitely for a while that time. Now you know, it's a little different. It's a little different. It's yeah. a little different now because my mind is in a much different place, and mm-hmm. I think I'm even to a certain degree either thinking that like she'll either be in the space that I'm in or like to a certain degree I want to like shield her from certain things because mm. I'm a lot more gangster after having left okay than I kind of was before I mean Detroit makes you gangster anyway right. to <laughs> a certain degree you have an edge you have a thing you have a way yeah. that you process things that other people don't even think about mm-hmm. um but after having like been in a place where it's like yeah I knew people but it wasn't like you know Detroit is like, sometimes you want to go. It's totally cheers. Um, right, right, right. It is. It's like, and you know, <laughs> and and for a long time, I was like Norm at the end of the bar. Like, yeah. it was like, that's Monica Blair, that's Monica yeah, Blair, that's yeah. Monica Blair. Um, and so, yeah, there's a bit of a, a, a flip now. Not like that I'm like, you know, thuggish, ruggish. It's just, um, I fully believe in my mental prowess. Yeah. And so there's just a different way that you approach things when that's the case. I feel you. You yeah. don't want mom in all those spaces. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes you got to close the door and be like, now look. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, hey, I don't really want you to uh, yeah. do all that. I, I feel you. I'm a little too, you know. You're yeah, still, it's you. your mom. So it's, it's your like, mom. She don't want you hang dangling out there. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we got to do this a little different. No, so. that's cool. I mean, yeah. and then so, well, I'm gonna say like that period. I'm gonna say around the '09 period. Okay, you were working on um this one project, and I remember you did it at uh you did a show at the um charles h Wright, it must have been like oh, that next yeah. year it was it was Kresge. 2010 it was Kresge. so the was show probably was? was actually 2011 it was 2011 because i think it was for rx but in 2010 is when i won um the Kresge grant and it was the first class of perform like music performers like because it had been visual arts until that point mm. and i think it was only one before that that was mm-hmm. visual arts shout out to all 
Kresge Fellowship. Yeah, shout out to all the Kresge people. So you were the first group. You were in that first group. I of was in that first group of performers. performers. That's incredible. Be, I mean, and rightly so. Like you should have been in that first group of of chosen people because you had put in even at that time so much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really like you know people don't know these things it's like all they do is they see you doing your thing but it's like i work you do i work i mean whether it's on stage whether it's off stage Mm -hmm. i work um i don't like to work (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i understand the necessity of it and over the years it's happened more and more and more and more like you know i'm a person who stockpiles songs Mm. i'm a person who stockpiles ideas like Mm. i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not what you see is probably a really small fragment of what's actually present. Mm-hmm. And I don't wow. really dialogue about that because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. the creative process is so like personal. It's like, yeah. it's like, you know, to some degree, it's like going to the bathroom. Like, you know, yeah. you in here while I'm going to the bathroom. Exactly. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. a good metaphor though. It feels that yeah. way. Um, and there are only certain people that I really feel comfortable even like watch. I've, I've, t- I've really wanted to like expose my process more, but it's like, I'm, I, it literally doesn't happen sometimes mm. depending on like the presence of who's there because the show is kind of more the finished product right and, and there is um, improvisational things and so there is a comfortability to create but mm-hmm. there's also the comfort that this is a moment in time so like I don't have to perfect it mm-hmm. but like when the actual creation process is happening like I'm you know that's weird get out of here and a lot of people um you you've worked with so many people um, I know, like, in terms of pe- people that other people would know, you've worked with, like, um, Roy Ayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list is just long. You've worked with Zoe. Mm-hmm. You work with one of my favorite MCs, Buff One. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Buff One. Um, that is dope. I mean, um, Rose Spit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list is, like, super long of folks, Dwelle, of, like, folks that you have you know, done stuff with. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, did you do a song with Bizarre, too? Yeah. yeah. That's so dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just have, there's so many people that you've worked with. And it's funny, because, like, when when I talk to a lot of MCs, it's like, they always tell me, like, they love working with you. Cause, really? Because you're basically, uh, to me, Aww. I consider you a hip-hop artist. Even though you sing, um, I, I, I view you myself, as a hip-hop I artist. I consider myself, I mean, if, like, if, like I hate boxes, but if you have to put one on me, I'm it's I mean it's just in me. Like literally, I was going down the street. This like one of my favorite songs is Bustin' Rhymes so hardcore. I don't know why, but that's the songs I listen to like on repeat. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed with Bustin' Rhymes and his ability to perform. Like really, mm. you know, my performance thing kind of came from like watching people like Missy Elliott and watching mm. people like um, Bustin' Rhymes and then watching, watching old heads where it's like you know it's it was like spontaneous combustion. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just on energy. Stage. Pure it was just energy. like pure energy. And it's like I was obsessed with Busta. Like yeah. I just was like, yo, his rhyme style how different he was but he mm-hmm. still had this hood thing going on yeah it was just like i always was like super obsessed with him like and when so hardcore goes on like comes on i like literally lose my entire mind wow yeah still i mean I still and i feel see like the person who like was like you know and you rhyme i do i do you're I an do mc do that i am an mc which more to more to come soon because mm. mm-hmm. i think i had to get comfortable with um, my lyrical style, like, mm. um, because I'm not a person who writes from a very literal space. Mm. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me. 
Right. Because I feel like if you're going to take the time to listen, I'm going to take the time to, like, really wield something that you're going to have to, like, unwrap over mm. and over again. Okay. So... I'm not trying to jump the gun, but Piper was asking me what my favorite song was on Topic, and it's Breathe, and it gave me MC vibes because of the metaphors in that song. Yeah, yeah. and and the, and the and the obsessive use of like and ass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was meant, it was meant to read like mm. that. It was meant mm. to read like, and you know, to me, like love feels like that because mm. I was very much in love at the time. You know, like. When that song occurred, you know, mm-hmm. that first project was very much like a labor of love for kind of like everybody who mm-hmm. was involved with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Silent Riot. Cause shout it's out like, to Silent Riot. Yo, them beats. Them beats Man. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. They, blend it, they blend it with your style very well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, understanding someone's language will do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, is that part of the process that we don't see? What do you mean? What part? You working with the producer, working with somebody and blending that song? Or does that just come natural? Um, I generally, and I said this earlier when I was talking about like being friendly versus like liking people. Um, I, you know, I am an energy person. I really don't fool with you, especially not with my music, mm-hmm. if I don't deal with your energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to do that because yeah. it's like it's going to turn out bad. And I'm not mm-hmm. even talking about content because I think everything is up to for content like you can talk about say sing rap whatever it's just from an energistic standpoint like i just can't that's not a word probably it's okay i just can't you know i can't do like literally it won't it won't happen got you and it won't be good and it'll be all right i can definitely do okay consistently Mm -hmm. if it's the energy is weird (laughs) but i can't do i can't do next level if the energy is not right yeah and okay so speaking of energy um, I'm gonna just tell you this story. Oh goodness! And um, it, your stories be every time at the end. I'll be like, Oh lord! No, I, I mean so it's awesome. probably gonna get me in trouble. Oh, and, tell it! And probably kick off <laughs> of like tell it. every list. Hey, don't tell it, girl. <laughs> but um, so I think it was around the same time, maybe like 2012. I can't remember, but maybe around 2012. Mm-hmm. I was um 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 co-chair for Bravo Bravo, which is the one of the fundraising um, societies or arms. Yeah. Um, they raise money for the Opera House. Yeah. And so um, let me think if I had this correctly. I had been chair the year before, mm-hmm. and I had to fight them to get um, Amp Fiddler because they wanted Kid Rock. Yeah. And I was like, hell no. Y'all wanted we me to be the token black to prove that y'all are not racist. We straight. And so <laughs> I'm going to use my power and, and tell y'all no you and cannot this is why have I love kid you. rock this is why i love you we're gonna have amp fiddler and i just remember everyone being like who the hell is that and i was like listen you can't be in the opera house in the middle of detroit mm-hmm. um and saying that you are the purveyors of culture and you don't know who amp fiddler is <laughs> like y'all gotta Bro. do your homework Bro. But um, so that was the first year I came back mm-hmm. um, in the second year. And it was so frustrating because I'm not going to name names, but let's just say there were some people on the committee because um, I, I was like, yeah, we got to have Monica Blair. Mm-hmm. And people were like, we have to have a name. And I was like, she has a huge name. And they were like, but what about does she have a following? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, she's going to, like, people are going to be very, all your sponsors will be very pleased, trust Mm -hmm. and believe. Yeah. And I just remember um, 
you know, they made me do this like blind taste test. Like I took them to see you at a show. Really? Yeah, I made. I took them to see you at a show. I don't show. think I knew this. No, you didn't know. <laughs> no. I took them to see you at a show. You remember where it was, Piper? Uh, it wasn't Old Miami, but it was uh, something. It was something, something dive, in, intimate. Some dive bar. It was some dive. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was some dive. I was came it, front. Was it? Was it? Was it Fifth Avenue? Where, where's Fifth Avenue? But, you know, it might not have been Fifth Avenue because of the time period. Because, you know, Comerica Park turned oh. after a while. And, you know, we wasn't in there. This this place was janky. I can't It from, was a dive. I bet it, it was, was a dive. dive bar. Because those are the best shows. It was Man. a dive bar. I, I love is, those intimate settings. It dirty. It was dirty. Stinky. It was all of that. It was all of that. And they were looking at me like, are you crazy? And I was like, nah, trust me. Mm. And you kicked your shoes off and started going cuckoo. And I remember we went back to the meeting like that next week and the woman was like that is just low brow and not the upper house i was like lady you want to sell tickets <laughs> it's like, like people are going to be mesmerized by what they see on that stage yeah. and um i just remember i had to i had to go through six months i had for six months i, I took them to a show I brought your music and um, I had to play it blind against some other music and make like 30 people at the table tell me which songs they like better, but not tell them who it was. And then they was like that one, that one, that one. I said, okay. And then, um, and then literally I just had to like fight them. And then finally it was like, okay, whatever. We did a, we did a vote and everybody wanted you. Uh And then like this one person that had a lot of power was like, no. And I was like, uh, uh, this is what we're having. We're in the 85% majority black city. You're going to have some real Detroit music. Come on, and this Piper. is what we're going to have. And we had you. And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. That year that we had Amp Fiddler, to date, and the year that we had you was the years that Bravo Bravo raised the most, most money. money. Mm-hmm. And those sponsors were like, this was awesome. And because of those two years, they brought back a lot of sponsors because at that time they had really pissed off a lot of people and pushed a lot of people away. <laughs> and because of that, th- those people came back. So... I, I actually quit after that because I really got sure tired of convincing white mm. folks why black people are um, valuable. And I started volunteering at Charles H. right after that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you were, you were really a pivotal instrumental point in me just making a decision of like, we have to value, uplift, mm-hmm. support our culture unapologetically. You know, like, it's interesting that you say that because... Um, I think that even internally, and I think a lot of people, I think some people were doing this for my own protection, and I think other people were doing it because of their own discomfort with themselves. Mm. Um, but I do not bite my tongue. I do not feel like I have to censor what I say, what I do, how I am for anyone. Mm-hmm. And I felt that way for a long time. And even mm. though privately I've been upset, I've cried, I've been had my feelings hurt because of how people have responded to me because of that. Mm. I feel like for you to champion for me in the way that you did, like helps me to be able to continue to assert that level of bravery and fearlessness mm. to really authentically be yourself. Because because yeah. people aren't coming to the show to see me be a carbon copy of somebody else. Mm-hmm. People are coming to the show to see me be myself. Exactly. And. And there's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of cuss words. Sometimes there's a lot of whiskey involved. You know, <laughs> but the reality is that um, I have a point of view. I have a black experience. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a, a spring well mm-hmm. of experiences to pull from, from an ancestral standpoint yes. to, to, a, to a colleague standpoint, mm-hmm. to a who's next on deck kind of standpoint. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I thank you for being a person who does that because the majority of my experiences have been me sharing ideas and being misunderstood or mm. or having someone have to quote unquote fix it mm. so that it can be palatable. And the thing is is that I ain't trying to be palatable. No, that's boring. Like not not and not that I'm trying to necessarily be salacious. Right. But Good Lord, isn't it a really amazing thing to be able to experience a black woman who is fully expressed? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, for me, um, that's why I love Janelle Monet. Oh, yeah. You she, know, she'd be like, whatever. That's why I love. That's why I love. <laughs> whatever. That's what people love about Prince. Because you know? he was whatever. Like, literally, what man, you know, with his entire behind out that, you right. know what I'm saying? All the ladies want to want to be with him and all the fellas want to be him. Yeah. I mean, and. Like, but so you can't tell me about unapologetic that. about the dancing, the yeah. music, yeah, um, the the infectious funkiness mixed yeah. with the rock, and and that's what I see in your performance. Um, I see a lot of blending. Like you spoke about ancestors, I see you blending, like channeling our ancestors. I see you channeling the different cultures of Africa. I see you channeling the pain of our, um, you know, being a descendant of slaves. I see you channeling the black excellence. I see you channeling, you know, you have the natural hair in all of its forms. We've, we've gone through a lot of hair. Oh my gosh. With you. I love it. I, so much hair. Your antennas. Short. Tall. They rock. What? Yo, I love <laughs> the fact that I stopped combing my hair. Like I talk about, mm. I try to like fit it in as much content as possible. Like, I mean, you don't want to make it cliche, but like, you know, last July I decided to stop combing my hair. October it was like official. And um, Congratulations. Thank you. I feel very and I think it's a part of that journey that we were kind of talking about about the whole concept of um just being and mm-hmm. not having kind of like the anxiety and the weirdness mm-hmm. um around it. Um just kind of like being and I, and I and I thank you for that. I think that I think that I think that my art and its evolution is about championing the human being side of being black. Mm-hmm. And um, blackness comes in a lot of different forms. It comes in a lot of different um, ways. And, and I don't know if people really pay attention, but I don't really do a lot of dialoguing about my blackness. Mm. No, um, but it's visual. It's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's, it's super visual. Like the context is visual, mm-hmm. but then also I think it is a really, um, revolutionary act to just be mm-hmm. when you, when you, when you, yeah. you occupy, when you occupy a black body yes. than it is to necessarily sit and try to explain to everyone, whether that's yes. other black yes. bodies or people who are outside of that context. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't owe anyone an explanation. Exactly. I don't owe anyone um, anything other yeah. than what I do feel that I owe is my authentic self. Mm-hmm. So I owe that to me first. And and staying on pitch. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I better be studying these notes now. I better be studying these notes. But speaking of which, I mean, your voice uh-huh. is beyond incredible i mean and and and, in in reality i don't think that the songs the recorded music that that's out there 
doesn't really capture your show, people must come see your show. They got to get your music because the music does something different. It's like you recorded. I get more dope. jazz. I get more like of a jazz feel. Well, I'm very enamored. Well, I'm very enamored with jazz. I think right, jazz right. is like mm-hmm. a pure. So I think jazz and hip hop are like super core. Like they're you know yeah they're, they're cousins like cousins or brothers or yeah yes. they definitely lived in the same house for a period of yep, time yep, share yep. some ramen noodles uh-huh. like they're definitely like that kind of bond yeah and um and and actually my jazz obsession happened way later mm-hmm. um than my hip hop obsession mm. because you know if you do your research it blends but well if you do your research you find it most of the things that you love that are samples especially right. when you listen to a, some somebody like Adila or like whatever which right. is like what I was listening to right um and I'm not even going to lie like people I dated put me on like yeah it's okay. you know it's something it's something about it's like okay. people you date and yeah. like I agree how they yeah. exchange with you mm-hmm. and how their opinion is really significant mm-hmm. and I think everyone I've ever dated like sonically has like blessed me period mm-hmm. that's what's up um I don't Shout- Shout out to you. Shout out to you. You will remain nameless. That's fine. Because I no longer date y'all. That's fine. um, (laughs) Thanks for the memories. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolutely. You can visit that land and then come back to reality whenever you feel like it. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so shout out to that. And it's like, you know, that's not a diss. It's just like we Mm. learn the way we learn. And there's something about love that like provides this mm. real and i don't mean this in a sexual way i just mm. mean like yeah love. that provides a lubricant to like for everything to flow mm. right um and so hmm. yeah like you know i've had some really interesting experiences in terms of like that whole thing and, and what people listen to and then and then once i really got into like my own personal taste and the things that and, and i always had personal taste it just evolved over time because there were lots of things that I listened to that I was like really weird about mm. talking about that I was listening to or experiencing. And I think that's why this like latest music sounds the way it does mm-hmm. and is the experience that it is is because this is me being myself. Right. Finally. Not that it mm. wasn't me before. Not that it wasn't me before. But it was It's the, the you now. It was it's the it's the me now. And I think like, you know, kinda as those things started to progress and like people, you know, when everybody knows your name, like you there's a lot of projection that goes on with that. Mm. And you have to kinda like really figure out like, well, what does this mean for me? Mm. And when the projections outweigh the voices you hear in your own head mm. and then it all kinda gets <laughs> thrown in there together it's oh. like no i just need to stop i need to just not and i need to stop and i need to do the exact opposite of whatever this is wow yeah that's pretty powerful and you know it's interesting too um seeing you perform is quite different than listening to you on a record people have to pay to see you to, to perform if like you know what like we're gonna go over all your things but do you have stuff coming up like soon um 728 i will be at market on the ave mm-hmm. um and then i have a show in atlanta on the fourth and then hey. i'm and then i'm doing something with jazz fest um, okay Labor that's Day september weekend. 1st yeah i'm not really performing around the city okay um and i say that because like this last body of work, I, I made these songs. I started making them. The first one was a song that actually is a video on YouTube that literally is like password protected. Like nobody has seen this. Like, okay. Ever. But the first song I made was a song called Ditto. Hmm. 
and it was about um, a breakup that I had experienced. Mm. Um, and um, for a long time, I had said this to people. I was like, I want to make an album that's acapella. I want to make mm. an album that's acapella. Mm. I want to make an album that's acapella. Everybody thought I was nuts. Why? Your voice is made for acapella. Listen, listen mm. to me. Everybody thought I was nuts. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to play around with it. We'll see how serious I get. All right, cool. And even now, like, a lot of people treat it like, these are ideas. These are good ideas. And some people, rightfully so, like, I get what they're saying. Some people aren't saying, like, ideas to be offensive. Mm. And then other people are saying it like, yeah, but what you need, though. And I'm like, yeah, no. Mm. No, I don't. So um, this is, uh, I was on tour with Tyler Perry play. That was 2014. So this was, we got snowed in, in Virginia. And I just needed some place to put my emotions. And this song happened. And then ever since then, that's what I've been doing. Mm. So like, yes, performances are key. Mm -hmm. They're super key. Yeah. Um, For people to have an experience with me. I just think that like, me is so different now. Because mm-hmm. even, like, how I see this is more, like, as performance art yeah. is elevated. These are things I want to see in a gallery. Mm-hmm. These are, like, snippet videos. These are, like, okay. one-minute songs. These are things that don't have a hook. These I are these are pop-up. I'm on the middle. I'm in the middle of the street. Meet me here. I'm going to do a show. All right, peace. <laughs> like, mm. this is not... This is, this is the randomness that mm. everyone kind of tried to suppress for so long. I love it, though. Me, too. Oh, me, too. Yeah, I love it. Me too. Because after a while, the other stuff, I mean, how many 16-song albums hey. are are people actually going to listen to? And hey. then, but, but I, but I, but I do want to, I do want people to see you perform live. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to be baptized so in you, the uh, Monica Blair You're going to be at the Jazz Fest here? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's okay. why I love the Jazz Fest. I'm going to come see you there. Isn't it awesome? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a gym. That's a huge opportunity. Yeah, I'm I'm like really really thankful, and I don't want to like totally talk about it right now because it's like a few different levels of it that I'm trying to like figure out like what's going to happen. But um, I I'm clear that these things are something different. That's what's up. I love different. I'm Aquarius. Yeah. I need yeah. different. Yeah. Well, my mom's an Aquarius. Oh, that's what So I, I think that's some of the understanding there. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. That Leo Aquarian thing. And you're a Leo? It's really special. Yeah. So my mom's Leo. Mm. Yo. So <laughs> I have a friend. I have a friend that who is actually one of my mom's former students. And that is her, her relationship. Wow. Her, she's an Aquarian and her mom is a Leo. Wow. That's really cool. And there's like real space that has to happen with those two entities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like the coming together can be really beautiful when there's understanding. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah no, yeah. that's incredible. I mean, yeah. I'm excited about this jazz fest. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I say yeah. we, we tag team it. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. got to we gotta get out there. We got to posse up. Come All to the jazz fest. All right. Random. The Since yes. you like random, who's your favorite rapper? Uh-uh, I don't do favorites. <laughs> all right, let me top say five. All let right, not even top I five. Do, I don't do favorites. Five, five great rappers in your... Five rappers that I find to be currently interesting in my ears right now. Thank there you. There you go. Okay. Because <laughs> that's not... To somebody I'm, like I'm me, sorry. that's such yeah. a That was a bad question. question. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't a bad question. It's just... Like, I... 
Piper says the no. same thing. I already I should know my audience. Like I was because no. if you were to ask me that, I would have responded the same. So I, yeah, no, I get it. Um, top five rappers that I'm obsessed with right now: Quelle Chris. Yes, okay. that new project. Oh, with him and Jean Grey. Yeah, with Jean Grey. Yeah, I'm fine. But see, the one that I'm really obsessed with, and the okay. one just before, is like um, the one about like self acceptance and self love. Mm. Okay, say that one more time. Um, Quelle Q- Chris. Q E L L E. Yeah. Clay Chris, I'm like obsessed. Um, I can't really. I, I don't know if y'all cuss or what y'all doing. It's yeah, okay. We yeah, we're open. But just he Free. has a song like I fuck with myself. Okay. <laughs> I fuck with myself. Okay. Right? Yeah. This that's one right here. That's the one right there right. Yeah. with the image. So that one. Um. So that's uh, right now. Uh. No name. Yay. Yes. Now I saw her at an no intimate name. spot in Detroit, which a lot of people don't like. The L Club. Uh-huh. <laughs> We, but, don't, we don't talk about but, them. Okay, we ain't talking about them. But no name was so <laughs> dope. Tell me that she story later. So, <laughs> she was so dope there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, but besides that, I no saw names. her open for Lauren. Oh, was that oh, like word. last year or the year before? That's dope. That too. was like I, I can't remember. It was either I think it was last year. She opened for Lauren. That was that was like it was really that was really like my first time seeing her perform live. Yeah. No name. No, no, no. Talk about random. Shout yes. out to Chi Town. She's from Chicago. She's from Chicago. Midwest Coast is the best coast. Hey. I'm sorry. I don't really care what nobody else <laughs> hey. says. I love LA. I love New York. Mm. I love Atlanta. I love all these places. But there is just like mm. an understanding yeah. in a Midwest space mm-hmm. that I have, partially because I grew up in the Midwest, but also like there's a real, the, the real yeah is ever so real mm. yeah it is toast that out and that's like mad sexy to me you it's can so really. appealing and yeah. intriguing and yeah. motivating it like makes me want to undulate like hey. it's, just, it's real dope there you go get that denim undulation <laughs> going hello, in that spine hello. let it let it free undulate undulate in uh, your spine let it free yeah <laughs> this is yeah, so yeah. amazing right now yeah so um that's two okay so two uh, I'm trying to think of what else I'm listening to. I'm a big Tyler the Creator fan. The See, new project, I like his new project. I gotta I get into heard it. The, I, are you talking about uh, Flower Boy? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a fan of Flower Boy. Yeah, I was yeah, I was listening that. to that on repeat for a little minute. And I mean the new the new joint Okra. Okra is like um, I've heard, I, but I have I'm not familiar. Man, okay. let it go. no because the whole thing is just about like literally like you know and and hip-hop is braggadocious we get it but Mm, the whole premise is just like oh he is like i don't care Mm. right i'm doing me no 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 inhibitions yeah it's so free and Mm -hmm. i think that's what i look for is like super duper freedom and i like the weirdos like i really mess with weirdos yeah i love i I like like weirdos i got Mm -hmm. you i love them yeah um, okay, so that was three. Yes. Wait, have you heard Tiana Taylor's project? N- the last one? The new one, yeah. No. Okay. But I love her. I think you'll I like it. I do too. No, no, no. I have to check I it. I think you'll like it. Do you I have like to it? check it? I love it. I don't listen I gotta to re-listen. music. This is like very real. Yeah. I let music get old before I listen to it. Right, right, right. Because I just, I don't, I don't want to like be like, oh my God, it's the, the hype. Moment. And so I'm like yeah. feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Um, I do like shout out Rose in Harlem. I do that one was on repeat. I gotta yeah. listen to the whole thing though. The whole thing is hot. All right, I, I got you. Uh, so I'm gonna say another lady that I really enjoy. Okay, Leaky Lee. Yes, I love. Yes, Leaky Lee. I love Leaky Lee. Yes, um, like my my like in the AM like hype song is like uh, what's that joint? What's my joint? Oh my god, I can't think of it right now. Um, that I play on repeat. It's not money. It's um. 
Drums Too Clean is my joint. But then also, um, what's this joint? Ah, uh, it's about bullshit. It's like, uh, mm, I can't figure it out because I want to I wanna rap it. Spell it for me because you put me on right now. Look at the, oh, L-E-I-K, L-E-I? 47? It's legally ah, 47. Gotcha. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's, it's, she did, I mean, she was on, she was on Insecure Soundtrack and she did okay. Attitude. Attitude is my joint too. But it's this one joint that literally like, uh, oh, Miss Me. Miss mm, Me with all of that okay. bullshit. Mm. Miss Me. Okay. Let's see it. That sounds like a great song to listen to in the shower in the morning. Okay. Miss me with the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, that's my joint. Sorry, I got hype. No, that's what's Um, but that's my joint. So that's four. You got one more. I got one more. You can take it old school too if you want. No, I'm not gonna take it old school. All right. I, don't, I don't feel like I feel like if you want to know about old school, you come to my show and it's like I'll tell. Like my show is literally like a a, a history, a Under- oral history of like it is time of who I am. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's that's. And then you really hit cool. them with the rock. Mm. Oh, I love rock music too. Mm-hmm. And you were in Lola Valley. I was in Lola Valley. Tell everybody about Lola. Shout Valley. out to Lola Valley. There was a point in time where we really wanted to be called the cunts, but that's a whole nother story. Um, Lola Valley. Lola Valley is a park in Redford. Mm. Um, uh, Emily Rogers. Shout out to Emily. Shout out to Emily, who's a really, really good friend of mine. Um, Emily, um, at the time. She's (laughs) a bassist. She's a bassist. At the time, we worked at the same job. They will remain nameless because I'm going to write a book about that one day. Wow. Um, But... We worked at the same job. I met her. She said, hey, I'm having this jam at my house. You should come through and just, like, write some stuff. Mm. And I was like, all right, cool. So I came through to write and ended up in the band. That's dope. And um, some of, some of like, the most incredible songs I've ever written, I feel like I've written with Lola Valley. Um, and Lola Valley is an all-female rock band. Okay. Um, and, yeah, Lola Valley still exists. Um, I think that it's more like in like a rotating member phase. At I this think point. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it was a dope time because it was like I was doing Lola Valley shows and then I would go to a Monica Blair show <laughs> and then like you know like yeah, those are just my sisters. Shout mm. out to Aisha. Aisha. Um, shout out to Sarah. Aisha is um, one of the best drummers in the world. Oh yeah, she just got off tour with like Nubian. That's right. Shout out to Aisha. Shout out to Aisha. And um and shout out to Therese Rose. Yeah. And that was like the that's like the core. The trumpet that was player. the original core. Well, and can sing she can. down. Yeah. She 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 can. It was like She's two it was like two vocal powerhouses like yeah. kind of like leading the charge, which made it like really, really interesting. So you have mm-hmm. like these women are on instruments That's everybody's so playing and then like you got mm-hmm. these two powerhouses and like one of them plays a trumpet and mm-hmm. that's my biggest the, regret in life, them live? That i don't play an instrument fluently mm-hmm. yeah actually lola valley um regrouped itself and actually played um at the foundation of women in hip-hop because okay. we were sharing lola valley lola valley band members mm-hmm. for our band that mm-hmm. we called yin um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and then we were like, I yeah. Remember that. So we had an anniversary for our, uh, it, I think it was like our second anniversary for our um, No Misogyny open mic that ran for like five years. Yeah, okay. yeah. And you guys um, actually performed at the first one and the 
I'm sorry, I think it was the second one and the third one. Yeah. And you also performed at one of our first ones that we had, one of our first open mics that we had. Yeah. You just went up there and freestyled and everybody passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever, you know what? I don't ever know that this is happening. Like, just to be real, I, I do at this point, like, because it is imperative for me to, like, be able to, like, access my coins. Mm to understand how people respond to me. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to accessing coins. Hey. Blame hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Right. On a coin mission every yeah. day. Right. So just know that. As anti-capitalist. At, like straight up though. Straight just up. Just to be really, really straight honest. Up. Like I feel like socialism is a much better model, but that's a whole nother dialogue mm. for a different day too. Right. But we're just like, hey, you know, come one, come all, here we are, love. But anyway, yeah. that's a whole different thing. But um, yeah, as as anti capitalist, because it's <laughs> like you know, money making move. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I th- and I think that you know a lot of people. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna go there yet. <laughs> but what I was saying was like you know. Um, I can't remember what I was saying. What was you were you were just saying <laughs> uh, you're starting now to kind of look at what people like kind yeah. of sorta. oh about about me and the experience with yes. me but i am not very attached understood right. to people's experience with me um i get it i see it mm-hmm. i understand it it's cool thank you mm-hmm. mad gratitude mm-hmm. um but this really is just like i woke up like this mm-hmm. there you so go. it's not really and it and, and i don't mean it in a negative way mm-hmm. or in a proper that's, way or in an egotist, egotistical way yeah i just literally mean like this is who i am this is who i've always been i'm my only child i have a lot of time to myself and mm-hmm. these are things that i developed in my mind in my head that i wanted that i did my experiences helped to reinforce that which is why i'm really thankful for my parents mm-hmm. and people in my village to kind of help mm. make it happen and kind of other than that like this is my normal you're right well, I think that's powerful because, like, yeah. maybe four years ago, that's where I think, I don't know. I'm a super fan. I'll start there, right? So oh my God. I um Y'all are doing the most right now. Like, I can't well, even really deal. Well, I'll say. For, and I'm about to clean this out. So just so <laughs> super, a like, super fan from the sense that. also that, like, you know, a connoisseur of music. So I'll just say this. That, okay. like, four years ago on Medium, Twilib Kweli did this article, and he used the metaphor of, like, Lauren Hill wanting to do poetry on MTV's, um, what is it? What the unplugged? Yeah, unplugged, and they were like, no, MTV's one of the like award shows, and they were oh. like, no, like the same crowd that you oh, were just okay, talking yeah. about, like, no, uh-huh. we don't want that. And he's like, what fans have to understand is that the that they cannot control the artists. No, let the artists breathe. Let the artists put no. out what they want to put out. It is your job to be a connoisseur and enjoy whatever it is because what the artists put out gives you a good indicator on where they're at well yeah. and i appreciate yeah. that mm-hmm. i talked about this a while ago and i say little things like you know Sorry. like no no no, you're fine i don't like to get okay so i'm still from dexter and davidson <laughs> so there are times where i want to say things and it's like i really have to censor myself and there are times where i say where i say whatever i feel and people say you shouldn't have did that or whatever but skip that i think the thing that's really weird to me is that hey you're a person, you get up every day, you go to a job, you have an experience, and your life expands, mm. it grows, it changes, it turns into something else. You become a different person than you were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. Why the hell do you think that I want to be the same person I was 10 years ago, five years ago, a year ago? Exactly. That's like mad rude. 
And it's not that you're like so different where it's like, no, we don't know it's who not you are. That. It's just more so that like people really do like to keep artists in a bubble. Mm, but the that. reality is that is that that's not real. You evolve. Yeah. And I find that blackness um, adds a extra level to mm. it because black people really are taught to stay in their place and do yeah. what they're supposed to do. So as a black artist, even from other people who are black that are fans or other artists, mm, a yeah. lot of times the request is for you to do the same thing you've been doing your whole life. And it's like, Hey, that ain't me no more. Mm. But most people don't because they feel like they're going to miss their coins. Cause they feel like they're going to miss their this. Cause they feel like they're going to miss whatever, which what I found is that, Old people leave, new people show up. Yeah, go, whatever. But you know, people really are concerned about, you know, how other people view them, and that's a very traditional black thing to be concerned about. Right. I personally don't care about that. Right. I mean, and also too, you're a creative, so um, I mean, I don't know. I I see the different music and everything that you do as um, it's still you. It's like it's like. I keep bringing up Prince, but mm. the controversy Prince mm. was different than the Purple Rain Prince. Was different than the like post, you know, nineties. But like, we'll take Prince. whatever you feeding us. Yeah. If you sold a million copies, mm. but for some reason, you young black woman who have not, mm. you aren't Michael Jackson, mm. so I don't really care that mm. you doing this all different stuff mm. and people don't really try to make the effort to understand either because mm. the thing that people are missing is is like if i'm elevating and you not that should be something you should really think about really. you're not understanding my sound it's not me it's just not just me right mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm with you and also too what i appreciate because i watch you all the time on instagram um <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite place to hang out i love instagram <laughs> i just shout if out you instagram. really want to know how weird i am jump on the instagram. ig yeah but i mean i watch you on instagram and i love the stuff you do i love your affirmations mm. i love your you know i mean there's like these i don't even know how to describe it it's like these kind of mini me videos i don't know <laughs> well i mean a lot of it like i don't know if people are really familiar but like there's this really and it the funny thing i was doing it without really even understanding it was a thing but there there are these things that are happening now where it's like 30 second to minute songs yeah because um content consumption has actually changed so like yep. people can't even really digest things mm-hmm. in like three and five minutes like yep. they digest it in 30 to 60 seconds which yep. i'm sure people who are up on like social media kind of understand but people yeah. who aren't maybe don't right. um and just kind of organically um Atlanta was weird <laughs> Atlanta was a great place it was a lot of things it really helped me it helped me fortify my understanding of how my brain works and what I am fully capable in doing and it gave me like friends that I will have for life it gave me like love and support in the whole thing um at the same time um I spent a lot of time being very anxious, very depressed, and very um, challenged in that space. Damn. Now, Monica, can you back up for us just a little bit, just yeah. for our viewers? Uh-huh. Atlanta, the transition from Detroit <coughs> to your experience in Atlanta. Okay, so um, in 2013, okay, um, I had a friend who moved to Atlanta. Uh, red from Street Justice. Hey, go Red. <laughs> shouts out to Red. Yeah, shouts out to Red. Um, so Cliff actually... He moved to Atlanta 
he was working there. He was doing, he wanted to do films and like, Mm -hmm. you know, video work and that kind of thing. And that was his thing. And so he started working at Tyler Perry Studios. Okay. And so um, there was a play they were auditioning for. They wanted people, they wanted to search for people outside of the Atlanta area. And so they pulled me in. Um, He showed them a video of mine, my performances. um, And they said, yep, we wanted to come audition. I came, auditioned. I stayed another day so that um, Mr. Perry could actually check, check me out. Okay. Um, and the other people who like they passed the first stage of the audition, um, they basically told us the same day you're hired. We're just gonna shoot a DVD. Boom, we're done. Wow. Um. So we did that. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, wait. How did you feel? Cause you came. What was it like? Let's say like it's Friday and Sunday. Literally Tuesday. He was on the internet looking for me because I, I, if you know me, I don't answer my phone. If you really want to talk to me, you should text me. Right. Because I'm not, like, I don't, like, I can't be beholden to a phone. That sounds yeah. like the worst thing. Oh, my God, I'm the same way. I yeah, I hate it. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's but, a but lot vice of energy. Versa. If it's you want to so get in contact energy. with me, don't text me, call me. But I'm the yeah. same. Well, it's the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. I just, I'm like, no, just text <laughs> yeah. me. Like, like, just, hey, I need to talk to mm-hmm. you. All right, cool. So, um, uh, so it was Tuesday. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. And to be very honest, like, I had gone through a really interesting period. Um, I thought, like, things were ending in my personal life. Mm. Things were really strange. I wasn't really working. My money was really funny. Things were just, like, really bad. I mean, but in real life, that was your transition time. It was. Mm. It was totally, it was a setup for a transition. And I started praying. I started meditating. I was like, Lord, if this is not what you have for me, like, show me what you have for me. And then all of a sudden, this opportunity came up. He was on the Internet looking for me. He was like, anybody seen Monica Blair? Tell her to call me, blah, blah, wow. blah, whatever. A friend, a, a friend of his called me and said, hey, so-and-so looking for you, call him. I said, all right. So I was like, all right, what up? He was like, hey, do you want to audition for a Tyler Perry play? I was like, yep. He was like, can you be here tomorrow? I was like, yep. So they sent me a ticket. I got on the plane. I went to audition. I stayed that night. He actually came to run lines for me because acting is something that I have been completely afraid of my entire oh, existence. Oh, no. I, I'm so surprised. Um, I'm like, I get nervous. I get wow. nervous all the time. Wow. <laughs> I just don't think that, you know, it's like nerves or fear. I like I like fear because that's what nerves are. Mm. I It's like fear or courage. I always pick courage. Even if I'm like, you know, it's courage is never winning. Like when I pick courage, it's never winning. Hmm. Okay. But I pick it anyway. Okay. Um. So I came out, auditioned. They were like, cool. He can't see you today. He'll see you tomorrow. All right, bet. Um, we were there. I came. I was like the first or second person that second day when he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my thing. He l- immediately was like, yeah, I think she can play so-and-so. Wow. And so they brought us all back in and said, hey, it's y'all. Cool, bet. We did the DVD. I stayed in Atlanta for three and a half weeks. Right. I found it to be a really interesting space for possibilities and to learn other levels of blackness that mm. I don't think that I could have learned in Detroit. Wow. Wow. I want like, you to expand <coughs> on that. Yeah. Okay. Come back to Please. that. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, because so, all right. Because to me, Detroit is black. Please do not forget where you're at. I'm like, what I won't forget levels? where you're at. But kind of what Piper is saying. So people from Detroit are always like, Atlanta is the uh, capital of black, but we more blacker. And then you go well, to Atlanta, you see, I mean, Atlanta got black money. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. Detroit so, don't have black money. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Atlanta got black money. Not that black money doesn't exist in Detroit, but to the degree, to the degree that uh, black money exists in Atlanta, it's not gotcha. it's, it's it's not even holding a candle to the same thing. Mm, I gotcha. But then there's a level of commercial commercialism that has to really kind of happen there because, right. It's Black Hollywood. Right. Understood. Literally, like, like Atlanta um, um, has surpassed LA in filming, and so Atlanta is now number one in the nation for filming over LA. Gotcha. Wow. So, like, you know, people have to, and this is where, like, you know, I'm a businesswoman. You might not think it or see it or perceive it, but I do. I see. Well, I see the business here. But I. But uh, most people don't engage with that aspect of me, right, and so right, that's right. why I'm saying that. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, you know. Hey, if it's black over here and they got money, I want to know what the heck that's about because of course that is not my Detroit experience. Right, right, right. So what is this? Right. So film the DVD the second night because it was three nights that we filmed. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna take this on tour." And I'm like, mm-hmm, "Okay, cool." So like, you know, <laughs> I'm about to go back home. So I'm like, "Whatever." December, they were like, "Cool, you want to go on tour for four and a half months?" I was like, "Absolutely." <laughs> so I. <laughs> I went on tour with a Tyler Perry play for four and a half months. I came back for a month or so, and I went back out for another two months. What was the name mm. of the play? <laughs> this is so interesting. Hell Hath No Fury Like a Woman Scorned. Oh, hey. you did that play. I did. I played the main characters, um, really hood, funny, unintelligent, hypersexual best friend and okay okay i'm not gonna say anything else about that did you have fun yeah because i'm not that girl so it was something different Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'm smart i'm sexually inclined but not hypersexual sorry that was like weird to say but yeah i know what you mean um um i am hood but I can turn it on and off. So, like, it was literally, like... And, and just to be very frank, I never liked that girl. Mm, in your life. In my life. Because yeah. I found that that girl didn't like me. Right. And so there were some really weird exchanges with that girl. Mm, yeah. And so now I had to play that girl. Right. Who there was a certain amount of, like... Disdain? Yeah. Mm. So it was very, very strange at first. Mm. How, so like, how act, was that acting acting is very strange to me and that's we kind of like get back to that like acting is really hard for me because um one my ego wouldn't allow me to play another person for a really long time mm-hmm. just facts uh, i'm a leo hilarious got an ego i get it Boom. i like i didn't even dress up on halloween that's uh, the type of hilarious. person i am right but i mean like kind of in this space like <laughs> you know it was like cool this is something well, really what I prayed for, I prayed to go on tour and my mm. prayer was not specific. And so mm. then they called me to do a Tyler Perry tour. And it wasn't bad. It just like, I just was like, I want to be on tour. Cause right. It wasn't all precise. These people, yeah. All these people I know that, you know, do music and the whole thing had been on tour and I had not had that experience. really. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, cool, like I had this experience in this context and it was really, really dope. It wasn't like nothing wrong with it. It was like kind of amazing, actually. Um, I had a lot of personal time. I had a lot of free time to myself to really, like, think and create. And, mm. like, a lot of the, the body of work that I'm now presenting really began in that space. Mm. Um, So it was dope. But, I mean, it was weird to kind of, like, reconcile these things with myself that I, you know, self black self-hate is weird to reconcile. 
Mm. <laughs> so to be a person that's like, yo, the hood chicks that's trying to always be on like the body yaddy yaddy stuff. I didn't get that. Were Were you able to? I want to say get it like after. Well, it's not that I didn't part. get it. There's a certain amount of getting it that you get, but I think I I think I do understand that. Like you know, um, if you are not that bright. Mm-hmm. And you are physically inclined. Mm-hmm. Here's an opportunity, right? And then, yeah, or, e- or even if it's just like because I don't know that like she was like really on some like that particular character. I don't know that she was on some like I'm um, you know trying to get on for money necessarily because mm-hmm. that's a thing and that's okay. Like zero judgment there. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more so like, um. Her sexual desire was greater than her desire to necessarily understand herself or the world. Mm. That's deep. So that was an interesting space to occupy. Yeah. Um, did Did you go through anything emotionally and psychologically? I was just about to say. <laughs> well, understand that a person that I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. Right. That dissipated. Uh, that's a lot. Kind of like right before tour. That is a whole lot. Yeah, and so like emotionally, the people that I was on tour with like really helped to mm. um, support me and became mm-hmm. like friends for life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first two months um, of the tour, um, I cried and stayed in my room. Right. So I'm like going on stage every night, like doing this character, like in this Tyler Perry play, an opportunity that people are like, "Oh my God, I would like kill to be in that space." Yeah. Um. And eventually, like, the people on tour was like, you can't soak, you can't cry, you can't do that no more. Okay. Not, not one more moment. Okay. And so they kind of, like, helped to kind of, like... Help you with that mental that health s- thing. Yeah, yeah, because it was bad. I was, like, mm. I was writing in my journal, and I was just, like, kind of asking God, like, whatever this pain is, mm. can you please take it away from me? Like, wow. you know, like, it was um, it was heavy. Like, when you think that you're going to be with somebody for it was the like rest of amputation. your life. like an Yeah, when you think you're going to be with somebody for the rest of your life, which was legitimately what my right. thought was. I thought so, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of Detroit thought so hence why I had to move to Atlanta partially yeah, too yeah, yeah. Like I had to get out of here so right. random other, <laughs> another random <laughs> question like when you're in a space like that as with the type of artist you are can you musically write or do you, do you um, are you like kind of distanced from your writing self or is uh, that part of you I can feeling? always create okay. I am a person who can always create I don't care if I don't care what's happening in my life I can always create because creation provide sanity for understood mm. so like i can always make something okay. i mean if it's a if it's a damn origami goose <laughs> i can make something i got you you right. know what i'm saying um so it was really really heavy um i felt very alone i felt very by myself i felt like um nobody really heard me or understood me mm. Um, and to be around people because, you know, I, one of my friends from the play, like literally we've had this dialogue and the dialogue is, is like, you know, this life comes with great sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does. Um, to be an artist, to be expressive, to decide that you literally want to give your innermost thoughts and emotions mm-hmm. to the world um, comes with great sacrifice. And I don't mean it like some like hokey, like, you know what I'm saying? I am so self-righteous. Right. It doesn't come from that place. It just means like, you know, day to day, like, you know, the day to day life of an artist is something that most people never actually see. Yeah. And so they see the end result 
and they mm-hmm. think like, oh, like that's really dope, which is part of the mysticism of mm. being an artist. But the reality is that like that struggle is probably way more gangster <laughs> than most people even understand. Mm. So, you know, it was, you know, it was hard to think that you're literally like you're leaving a space and you're thinking you're going to be married to somebody or like whatever the case may be. And like, you know, that person is not even talking to you. Ugh. So it's like painful. Yeah. yeah. Probably because you did some old crazy stuff. Definitely was wild. Mm-hmm. With you. But, you know, just it still sucks. It's, yeah. It still sucks. Man. So then how long was it before you were? Is the word healed? Uh, healed? Is that the right word? Um, That's a good question. Certain people heal from broken hearts. Other people don't. Mm. I think I'm a person that, like, no, ma- no matter the exchange, I don't think that I ever really fully heal from those exchanges. Mm. Um, and not, like, in a bad way, just in a, like... Um, you're forever kind of like stamped by an exchange you have with another Mm. human being. Mm -hmm. And to be where I'm at, like, you know, like nine years is a large part of my life. That is, you know, so it's like, it becomes a different dialogue. It becomes a different thing. It becomes like whatever. And, and, and it, and it's not necessarily time because even Mm. after that time, there are people that I've exchanged with and it's been like six months and I've been like, Whoa, that hurt me. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I think that I'm a person that like understands love in a way that like a lot of the people I interact with don't mm. and so it becomes something different That's and I'm, difficult. Clear, I'm clear about that because of the way right. that my art shows up Right, right. because right. if I wasn't really loving my art wouldn't show up as love <laughs> <laughs> she gave him the one too y'all wrote okay so that was we'll just like put a period there where we were <laughs> i mean that was like a really intense conversation yeah. but um and we just had like a really super awesome intense conversation like, off, it was amazing off air amazing right i don't know like it was, amazing. it was like could you imagine if that was on film like nah 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 that's that's but talk, like, talk i get it but i'm just saying like that <laughs> shit would have been like that's uh you know classic how to- 2018 for like black instagram twitter well you feminist know like, uh, twitter instagram you like, know in the Bible how not, they I'm got not the missing chapters either. You know you got the missing chapters in the yeah, Bible. Yes, <laughs> it's those. That definitely was Ruth's book. <laughs> <laughs> it was Ruth's book. Ruth, Ruth had a book, y'all. Right, mm. right. There's several mm. other women that had books right. in the Bible, but don't nobody. They took them out. Don't come for me because I said that. Because that's the authentic truth. Come on now, it's the truth. It's okay. All Christians know that, and if they don't, they really need and the male Christians that know that and try to play me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to talk some more about um about your music and your musicality. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Um so okay. The very first project. Tell okay. us about that. Like, you know, um, how you made it, you know, like where you were, you know, I mean, when I say where you were, like where you were like maybe um in the space of like, oh, okay, this is my first recorded project. I'm going to I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like your creative thoughts around It wasn't like that at all. No. It actually was like, you know, um, there was a guy. Uh, We fell in love. Uh, We spoke the same language. Musically, to a large degree, we still speak the same language. Mm -hmm. 
and um, we made an album. I mean, it's really as simple as that. Wow. It's not. It's not. It's not hard. It's not yeah. extra. It's not like there was a guy. Mm-hmm. I was a girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we spoke the same musical language. We fell in love. End of story. Period. There's, so how did you end up else. recording uh, a, a whole project with them? As a, as opposed to like a song. Um. Okay, so I guess I can say this at this point because everybody is like, man, oh, um, uh, so I, I, I lose my voice periodically. Mm-hmm. Mostly, um, when I was like in my twenties, mm-hmm. I used to lose my voice probably because I drank a lot. Okay. Um, but, um, and because I was like a camp counselor, I would do things where I had to use my voice Mm. really loudly. At this point, I made conscientious decisions to not have to yell and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I had an ENT. He used to be checking my vocal cords, how they like smack together and the whole thing. What's an ENT? An ear, nose, and throat doctor. See, y'all think this shit is like real sexy and it's not like. There are doctors, there are things, there are things you aren't supposed to do, things you are supposed to do, whatever. But anyway. <laughs> wait, wait. I heard that, um, what interview was I watching where all singers have to get a shot of pregnizone? I don't do, um, steroids. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that's why I sound like a 40-year-old man right now. I don't think you it's do. because I don't do <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, you know, I, I vocally, I have been shunned. In mm. certain ways, by certain people. Oh, well, jealous ones. Because I sing in the depths of my voice versus the high tones. Because I have a vagina, and you're supposed to sing high. And if you have, I love a, the depths. A penis, you're supposed to she sing was, low. Piper was just talking about. She was like, she sent me uh some video. She was like, uh, I love gospel, even though I practice a certain. Listen, (laughs) I got that text this morning. (laughs) Yo, but here's what I'm saying. Like, I don't have a problem with a man with a falsetto that's higher Mm -hmm. than mine. Like, I don't feel threatened by that because Mm -hmm. I know my lows is the low lows and you're going to come get them. Your range is crazy. Um, it's crazy. It's interesting right now in a good way. Like, you know, I, 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 I have the ability to stretch. Sometimes when I don't have the ability Mm. to stretch, I have the ability to think creatively. So I love that all of guttural. it works out. That guttural thing you do is, <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's, <laughs> that's it's why so I pull spiritual. away from the mic because it's mm. not dope. But that's the thing. For me, this is a spiritual excursion. Right. For some people, it is just a performance. And I understand because it's like, you know, I've worked several jobs. This is the analogy I can give. I've worked several jobs in my life where people require um energy from you right they pull on your energy because of their insecurities because of their high points because of their egos because of their low points whatever the case may be and i'm not saying like i mean literally i feel like every job i've ever had has had that as a thing Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um but at the end of the day um what are you giving to you Mm -hmm. how are you replenishing your cup how Mm -hmm. are you filling yourself how are you moving to to the next thing mm-hmm. and the reality is that most people don't even really have a dialogue or an internal dialogue or whatever with that like 
yeah, I have a lot of jobs that are service oriented. And the thing that people miss is that being a performer is about being in service. You're literally wow. at the behest and bequest of other people. Their ups, their downs, their ins, their outs, whether you actually interact with them or not. And even if those people are interacting with your old energy, mm. mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. Mm. And so it can be very disconcerting. Mm-hmm. It can be very challenging. It can seem like you're literally out of your mind. Mm. And um, most people describe me as crazy. But mm. most people haven't been where I've been. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And the people who have been where I've been, I value them in a way that is um, kind of unprecedented. And people who don't understand that feel like I value something that has no worth. Mm. Well, you're a genius, so completely misunderstood. <laughs> You know, Very the funny it. thing about being a genius is that everybody hates you. And if you're a genius that actually has a vagina, like, nobody cares. If you're Donald Glover, they love you. If you're yeah. fucking Monica Blair, they don't give a shit about you. All right, random no, I know check. What you mean. Do you listen to your own music on repeat? Yeah. Not on repeat. I listen for flaws, and then I move along. Okay. So but you it's don't not like- in your playlist. No. Never? Really? No. It's in mine. If it's a, if it's a new... <laughs> <laughs> yes. if, it's a, if it's a new project, I listen to it with a schedule so that I okay. can actually oh, okay. see That's what's dope. happening. If it's a new project. Yeah. If it's an old project, um, <clears throat> it is sentimentality mm, that okay. brings me to it. I got you. Okay, okay. So what's a, what's a flaw in your world? You said it, so I'm asking. Um... A flaw in my world, well, that's weird because um, my world looks different than my world used that's to That's why look. I want to know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't inherently believe humans are flawed. Mm. Mm. No, it's not sentimentality, though, because <laughs> I heard how you responded. <laughs> I inherently believe that work and forward motion is a choice. Yeah. And so, if you choose to be in the space that you're in, there's a, hmm. If you choose to be in a space beyond that space, it's like some superlatives that I can't really say and <laughs> If you choose to be outside of either of those contexts, maybe you're in the know, or maybe you're just slow. Interesting. And so, and I don't mean it like, you understand that, like, I'm not... Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is interesting. I want to talk about this for, like, five seconds because okay. this, like, really kind of, like, threw me. Okay. Um. Last night... Okay, so I've been watching Atlanta, the show. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's brilliant. Yeah. And then I've been watching... Um, I watched SNL with um, uh, Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. It was so good because he is so smart. Yeah. Okay. So people hate you when you're smart. Mm, is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm very alone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can relate. And I, I know you can, which is like super weird, like super interesting because it's like, and I'm like not naming names or anything like that, but people have totally been like, "Oh my God, Piper!" and she's like this and that. And I'm like, I fuck with Piper, and people just kind of like go silent. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, because you clearly don't understand what's happening. Yeah. And I don't say that. No, I know what you mean. I just get very quiet and be like, 
right and right, that's right. kind of all i do because yeah. like you know like i you know in an intelligent black woman mm. with a fat pussy uh-oh <laughs> and other things uh-huh. and other accoutrements that go along with that right is extremely dangerous and so mm. it's very scary for most people to access right mm. and the people that aren't scared tend to be actually looked at as crazy mm. so there is a weird dichotomy between people that you actually know people you don't know and you have to literally be like whatever like you have to literally like process that shit on your own wow and I've had to process things from people who I thought were the smartest people I had ever met. And right. clearly they are not. Right. Based on their responses mm. to me alone. Mm. Not just like necessarily my life and my being and my person and the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I was so happy. Like literally, like when I asked you, I was like, hey, can we do a shoot? And you said yes. Like literally, I was right. like overjoyed. Right, right. No, that's how I felt when you asked Yeah, me. no, I was like, I was like, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, because, that's how I felt. Because I don't think you really understand um, the type of value you have and the context you have in that, like, that value. Like, I don't, and even how you responded to me, I was clear you didn't understand that. Mm. And, or, or you've played so long in a men's world that you have done things that mm. you do automatically that are not even necessarily your authentic response mm. to it. Maybe. It's hard to tell. Because there's protection yeah. involved. That's true. And I, have I to honor listen, that. I don't listen. I'm not saying anything that's not my own shit. No, I understand. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Like, I was like, okay, but then I'm on a podcast. Like, don't don't think too long. <laughs> <laughs> Just say something. Just say something. Yeah, say something. But like, that's the okay. thing. Like, you know, like, like there is, there is a, um, People who don't understand will try to make you think you don't understand. Yep. That's Simple what's the word fact. for that? Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Yeah. I recently just learned about that, and then then I was like, oh my god. I've known about gaslighting for a year, and the funny thing is, like, people have gaslighted me, and I've just literally sat there like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell me what it is. And I said anything about it. Well, it, it, it came it from a be, movie right. about like what is it, forty four, forty five. And basically this man um, was trying to, he married a rich woman and he was trying to get her money. So he was trying to make her think that she was out of her mind so that he could, um, I think, either have her kill herself so he could get the money. But that's where where the term came from. And it was a movie that was, well, actually it was a play. And then the movie was based on the play. But, But the term means when someone tries to, um, it's it's like mental illness basically. It's like when someone tries to make it's like a part of narcissism. So when someone tries to make you feel that what you're saying is incorrect, things that you feel are incorrect. When you can feel certain things that you have a certain energy and you feel something, and then mm-hmm. someone else, and it's 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 attached to like power and authority, whether that's like um, a relationship, like a man woman, or or I shouldn't even say man woman, but intimate whether it's an intimate relationship do do that a lot i've noticed in my path Uh i mean where they (laughs) i mean even on the most basic surface level like man i know i'm peeping 
you something, man, you crazy as hell. I ain't even doing nothing, but be doing it. But, but so it's not just that. So it's not just like an intimate relationship, Understood. but it's also like it's a, a teacher or a parent yeah. or any Deme- sort of, it's, it's demeaning, correct? It, it's, it's not, it's, it, it's it not is demeaning. De- it's, it, it's demeaning, but it's more so that they are trying to justify their own process Understood. over yours. Understood. Yeah. And make you, make you feel like you're not justified. Got you. So and then here's they can, the thing. Here's you know, the thing. Yeah. Most people think that you don't know the game. Right. They really believe that. Let me tell you something. You know how many people talk I talk to, and I know the game, but I just be like, I be entertaining the shit because I'm like, you going to figure it out, and we still going to be cool. Yeah, I do the same thing. This some bullshit. It be a lot of energy to deal but with all right. in the moment. Sometimes. And that's why it was so interesting to really like interact with you. I, I, can I tell the story about yeah. the other day? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I reached out to Piper. Who am I call Pipe because we best friends now? Yeah. <laughs> so, Pipe. Um, <laughs> no, I reached out like you know. I I initially initiated the whole thing. I said, "Hey, I know you got a podcast. Let's do this thing." Piper was like, "Hey, you can send me a picture, or you can have me shoot you." And I was like, mm, "I'd rather have you shoot me <laughs> because this motherfucker is brilliant." <laughs> At camera, angles, light, the whole thing. The reason I know is because of my experience. But I'm going to tell you about that as we move on. So Piper said, yes, I found a location. I was clear aesthetically Piper would find a location interesting. Which she did. And she had reservations that she didn't say. But I rolled with it. It's true. I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm just, I'm just, I just had to, I just had to co-sign because I didn't want to be talking out of people think you talking out of ego when you know something. You'd be oh, like, no, nah. I just know shit, and so whatever. Yeah. So we went to the place. The person who was in the place was interesting. Every other person I met in that place was not like that. So let's talk about that first. Okay. Second of all, mm, Life happens. It happens the way it's supposed to happen. And I'm pretty clear we're supposed to shoot in that place, but not with that person who was there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I literally just asked real questions because it's hard to make friends as an adult. I don't know if people really understand that, but like the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. I got you. Because the more it is that people are really set in their ways and they're really trying to believe whatever convention they have like set for their life. And so they're like, cool, this is me. Like, there's no openness. Mm-hmm. But Piper was a person who was super open. And I just started asking questions. You remember the point where I just literally was started being like, because it was crazy. Because like you had said a couple things to me and I was like, cool, you co-signing my shit, but <laughs> who are you? Right, right, So I right. just started being like, who are you? Yeah, How'd yeah. you get here? Mm-hmm. Would you shoot? What's happening? Mm-hmm. I literally asked like, it was a bunch. It was a bunch of questions I yeah. asked you, and yeah. you were like really, really open, and you were really, really excited because I yeah. could tell, like, you know, in a male world, oftentimes people don't give a fuck about mm. any of the shit I'm asking, mm. right? They don't care how you started, where you came from, what was your first dope shoot, how this happened, what was your transition, what was your right, right because right. women don't have a lot of dialogue about how they get to where they're supposed to be. Right, right, right. <clears throat> Women just kind of like show up and you're Chandra Rhymes and right. then there's no real dialogue about how you became Chandra Rhymes. Right. Although I feel like Ava DuVernay is having like a bit of a different yeah. conversation like socially. Like yeah. I saw something she posted today. And 
most men really hate the fact that you're coming up. Mm. Not to be disrespectful. I love men. Like, listen, I need y'all to understand. I love men. Mm-hmm. They're so dope. Right. <laughs> they don't know they're dope, though. Uh-oh. So what am I supposed to do with that? Mm. I don't know. It's a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's not that it's not that I'm like a man basher or a man hater. Because really I love people mm-hmm. to really be frank. Yeah. I just love people. People who are really in their own energy and their own vibe and the whole thing. And I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. I've never not been that way. My mother is a huge catalyst for why I've been that way. Right. But the reality is this. I'm not gonna wait for you to figure yourself out. Cause I did that. Ugh. And I'm grown. I'm grown at this point. No matter what I look like, even if I look like I'm 12. You do look young. And so do you. Piper walked up to the (laughs) shit with her skin glowing like, hey, we gonna shoot. I'm like, literally, (laughs) we look younger than the motherfucker who is letting us in the shoot. That's true. Facts. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This is the best Piper Carter podcast ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, and, you know, every understand every woman you want to tell is crazy. She's probably actually on point and on board. Yeah. But 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 I have to say you're crazy so that my crazy Mm. doesn't look crazy. Mm. And Mm. that's men, woman, child, transgender, whomever. Mm. (laughs) At this point, I understand (laughs) that gender is not a factor in that determination. Right, 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 right. right. So, you know, like, it's not, you know, black women out here being dope. And everybody else who's not a black woman is out here trying to make sure black women don't look dope. Ooh. So, you know, I'm sorry. It's true. It's a thing. And even certain black women are out here trying to make sure black women don't look dope. And the black women who are trying to provide a platform for somebody like myself, somebody like Piper and other people who I can't really think of right now because some of y'all not ready for a platform. Some of y'all actually just wait. And some of y'all actually is ready for a platform. I'm sorry. I'm so real. And the fact that yeah. I'm real is the reason why you hate me. And understand, if I were a gay black man being hateful or petty, you would love it. Mm. Uh-oh. You just got real, real. Yeah, you did. But <laughs> it's, it's so true. I'm sorry. Wait, but finish telling us about the, about the, uh, about our exchange the other, what was it, last week? Oh, it was just dope. Like, it yeah, literally it was, was like two black female nerds having a time. Yeah. And it was awesome because we were, like, all around all these plants. And the plants so were, like, know, so I awesome and gorgeous. It was like Secret Life of Plants. But, yeah. like, literally the, the the conversation I feel like Secret Life of Plants was really, ha- like, had around. One of my favorite albums by Stevie Wonder by the Ooh. way. And Stevie Wonder, the funny thing is, like, <laughs> most of, not most, but, like, a lot of people I know who identify as a woman part most some of the time actually have a dialogue about how like Stevie Wonder is dope but they like his instrumentals better than him singing wow that's a really interesting that's one of the best albums ever in the history of albums I think okay. you know you know that album Brittany so Stevie Wonder is my favorite artist and oh is that oh, what oh sorry I know I'm not supposed to have favorites but he's my favorite artist I'm still what does that mean have you heard Secret Life of Plants <laughs> somewhat Okay. What so does that's mean? your homework. You're going to have to listen I have to, to it. Do more homework. Okay, I know that. But that's not that's not Secret Life of Plants, though. I don't know Secret Life of Plants, then. <laughs> that, that's your homework. You're going to go listen to that album. Okay. Yeah. What's the album cover look like? 
floral. Was it? <laughs> it's like plants. Looks like the okay. secret life of plants. What color is it? What color is it? <laughs> Stop! Don't do me. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> what year did it come out? <laughs> All right, I'll. Pipe have you have now. you seen the documentary Secret Life of Plants? Mm. Okay, that's your other homework. You got to see the documentary. <laughs> That's Piper, your other homework. Piper, I hate you because we're so each other, but on yeah. opposite sides of the yeah, same Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's your next homework. You got to see the documentary. All right. Yeah. I mean, and it's okay being a millennial. Like, I don't no, know that it, much about Uzi Bird. But this I feel bad. Oh. No, I feel bad <laughs> because I, know, but I, I really know. love Stevie Wonder. Like, I'm talking like <laughs> I my favorite do my song. Uzi what do you homework? love about him? <laughs> um... This is, I'm right, grilling the wait, fuck wait. out of Britney right now. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what do you I'll love about? I'll tell you my favorite song, <laughs> which is still probably cliche to you guys. What? Which one? Uh, I never dream you leaving summer. That's not cliche. It's a little cliche because it was in poetic justice. It's a little oh, cliche. Oh, you oh, definitely, oh. you definitely, you definitely. It's that's what I was gonna say. Like, I have Stevie Wonder records, attention. like attention. records, really. But which ones? Name. I em. have uh, Keys to Life. That one? Keys no, song. songs so to the key, key of life. life. Songs yeah. to the key of life. And Piper got it right. I didn't. Go ahead. Um, I have uh God. I'm gonna just text them to Piper so you don't think I'm lying. Well, I don't think no, you're lying. No, why are you first of all? It's not it, we're first of all, all right. Right. away, away from the mic. We just picking on you. You don't have to uh make us happy. Okay, <laughs> okay wait, 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 wait. So You're I have good. to think about, I have like at least three or four. I belched. It's fine. I drank whiskey. I don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> somebody's still going to fuck uh, this pussy. But the, the point of I the bitch. conversation <laughs> is, is that I don't know, I don't know the... The plan, the plan. And snorted. Okay. I and snorted. No, but that's fine. The you're gonna go, no, but you're gonna go you do your homework. Why do you feel away? Because I he feel, really is I my feel like we're No, but I'm feeling. But I. Oh my god. It's okay. You're so Napoleon Dynamite about those. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tater tots Don't all in my fucking pocket. Tater tots all in my pocket. Uh, um. No, 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 no. Let me let me say something, please. Because I love blackness is historical. Mm-hmm. It's been going on since the beginning of the time, mm-hmm. since the Moors, since the Egyptians, the ancient Kemets. So, like, really, in all actuality, everything culturally that you have responded to or, like, literally transgressed from, we made. Yeah. So, I don't really feel the way when people don't know things mm-hmm. because eventually you're going to find out that black people did anyway. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. It makes me smile. And it's okay. And then and then you teach me about all this stuff that I know and nothing about. And I don't like about. little Uzi Vert. I'm just picking on you. I, I do, though. <laughs> I don't. I'm joking. I'm in a, I, I like, like joking, but I'm not joking. <laughs> no, but I like. Here's the thing. This is the thing. This is what and I I'm think. I'm not being one of those. This is what I think makes people old. <laughs> Hold on. Let me look at this because I feel like I'm projecting more than everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I am. My sound waves are mad big. Everybody else sound waves, waves are baby, but whatever. <laughs> Hey baby. Um, so <laughs> here's the thing that I love. Trap gives me life. There, that's what Britney said. I didn't really understand. Okay, so I moved to Atlanta like the whole shit. And before then, it was like weird because the traders were like following some like southern shit, and I didn't really understand. But yeah. honestly, we've always followed southern shit because mm-hmm. right. reality is we migrated from the south. Yeah. And Detroit, in honesty, is the Paris of the Midwest. Midwest. Mm-hmm. But it's also the like 
south of the Midwest. And mm. people from actually the south look at us like you're northerners and we're displaced. But people mm. don't understand people from the south rushed here to actually be making it happen. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Not trying to convince anybody, just trying to be real. Yeah. So, like, when I got down south, I was like, oh, this trap, this some bullshit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I had friends who was really into it, and I was like, eh, people I loved, people were really into it. I was like, mm. let me tell you the song that, like, literally took me to the next level. Cut it. Oh, wow. I like cut it. Cut it. Cut, cut it. it. Cut it. It's three cut dimensional, it. but cut it hits the cut it. still. Cut, cut, it. It. Hey. cut it. Cut it. Your price is way too high. You need to cut it. Cut it. Way too high. You need to cut it. All right. Cause cut like, it. cause in real life, <laughs> who has not been in a situation? I agree. Where the price was way, way too high. high. Yeah. And you need to cut it. Cut <laughs> it. All right, but like on some little Uzi Bird, I'm gonna use him as a metaphor. Okay, uh-huh. so, so just t- prove, talk to me about little. Okay, Uzi Bird. so little Uzi Bird has a line in the 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 famous you Migos about the, song. He got where the broccoli says, joint though where too. He's he like, got the broccoli joint too. That's, he did, that's, he did that's a remix to broccoli, oh, right? Okay. I don't know. But there's a metaphor. <laughs> you don't know enough about stop, music. Stop. Don't do that. No. Don't. Look at me. Not look yet. at me. Look not at me. Yet. I'm holding her hand. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Hyper did me the same way. Hyper did me. That makes you think that she literally doesn't know anything about music because that's not true. She's dope. No, mama. She's super dope. She's dope. No, no, She's a filmmaker. I'm not. She. Oh, that's why you don't know shit about music. No. (laughs) (laughs) Monica, don't do me. You didn't even let me make my metaphor. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You didn't even let me make my metaphor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I can't help it. Little Uzi Vert in the Migos song, like the the infamous one. What's the one that was the next one? Fry. Uh, no, the, uh, the, not the the first one. Yeah, Bad the and Bougie. Like one or two. Bad when he says, bad "I listen boogie. to your music, I it listen to your music, and it touched my soul, it didn't move me." That is like one of the dopest Little Uzi Vert lines ever. Which because which I don't line? care. Uh, your music, your music didn't move my. Soul. I can't deal with you. The, where he says, <laughs> "Which line? Which line? Which line?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I'm a comedian. I won't do it. So his basically he's saying your music didn't move my soul. Like it didn't move me. I listened mm, to it. It mm, didn't move me. Mm. So it could be some like people talk. You know, nowadays they're talking like energy and three dimensional and four on the four D and all this stuff. And they're saying like trap music is a form of us being on the third dimension, real surface no, level music. In a fourth and, and fifth dimension, people need to catch up. I agree. So I think that third dimensional music for me, which people consider like trap music, right? I Mm -hmm. think it connects us to, you know, a lot of the West African music where Mm. it's all about the bass. Ah, It's all about the music. It's all about baby, baby, no Mm. trouble. That's why I fuck with Megan Trainor because she know black people in a way quietly that other people don't know, and it's not, it's not by mistake that she on the show called the four with Mm. only three people, and it's Diddy and Khaled (laughs) on the other shit. Yeah. Like in real life, not trying to, not trying to front. And I yeah. like pop music, but that 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 Me Too song is like my song. Yeah, because no, it, like it gives me the too. same vibe as Quelle. Like the whole yeah. like I fuck with myself. It give me the whole shit where who that that thing mm-hmm. I see over that at me then in the mirror. <laughs> and I feel like black people hate. It's okay to like white people and like white people shit because right. it doesn't diminish anything you like or you do as a black yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll, but most people feel that way though like 
if it touches my mm. soul, I'll listen to it. Like I listen to meditation music. There are days Me where too. like I listen to the same song on repeat. So there mm. are like I told you when I first met you, I'm lacking in a lot of areas where if you talk to me in one angle, you're like, but you aren't oh. lacking. What it is, is is that you have yet to discover. Black <laughs> people need to learn the art of spin. Yeah. Mm. We need to learn the art of spin. Mm-hmm. The art of, because black, white people totally know how to be like, that's true. I haven't, I haven't really discovered that yet. That's true. Can you tell right. me more about it? Right. But you know, so it's not that you're lacking. It's that I haven't really had it. And I'm, there's well, so much Monica, information in the world. I'm going to give it to you. Like I told Piper, like, her, like I love being around this energy where like I came here like and I did think like I was at a point where I'm like dude like I low key know like a little bit about everything the Dorothy Ashby's the Roy Ayers I listened to my mind part two like on repeat for like two weeks straight yeah. you know what I'm saying so but and, at the and, same time and it's a G and it's just dope even being mm-hmm. <laughs> but you gotta tell us about him. yeah. Like, go ahead, Uncle that, that that yeah. that oh, yeah. we know, when she said you were, I'm like what? But the point I'm making is, is I like being in a space where somebody can look at me and be like, "Do your fucking homework." That is a good space to be. Can I tell you how many people are not motivated by that though? Mm. <laughs> I always want to learn. I, I, listen, listen, listen. You can look at me. You can say whatever you want to do, and I might fight it. Mm. But internally. Always want to learn something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, teach us about um, Uncle Roy. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, hold on, hold on. Dun, 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 dun. You know who set that up? It's Drake. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so Urban Organic has. We talking about Drake Pfeiffer? Yeah, we are. Not shout Scorpion. Out to, shout out to Drake Pfeiffer. Not, not, not Scorpion Drake. Who is Scorpion? Well, his new album is Scorpion. Got me in my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Got me in my feelings. Yeah, sorry. Maybe I'm like a thousand years old. Because when you said Drake, people were like, God's plan. Right. I do like that song. Yeah, yeah. That's a dope one. Y'all need to understand this music y'all listening to is weak as fuck, too. Uh oh. In general. Uh oh. So Drake, so Drake from uh Urban Organic. No, just because we always get to that like millennial versus <laughs> well, whatever conversation. It's, 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 it's not millennial versus because I think No Name is phenomenal. I think yeah, No Name is actually, dope. I think No Name is phenomenal. I even think um, I, I love Mar- her. I love her. her. There are lots of people that I really Daniel think are Caesar. dope. Daniel Caesar. If I was saying this in the context of being like nobody is dope, then you could say, all right, cool, it's versus. But it's not really versus. It's just like energy versus energy. Most mm. people don't actually bring the energy. And if you don't bring the energy to the stage, I don't really have shit for you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. that yeah, that's, what I mean that's just that. a real thing. It's not because you had a whole conversation with me about Patty and how dope she was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Patty, what, 60-something years old? How old is Patty LaBelle? 74. Are you fucking serious? That's what she said. She was like, I'm 74 years old. Did she round year? up? Did she round up for the nah. sake of... No, nah, think about it. She was in LaBelle. She ain't got to. She got Patty She's the same age as my mom. She ain't got to do that shit. Yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> here's the whole thing. Like, here's, here's what I'm really thinking about. I am so much younger than Patty LaBelle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Patty LaBelle doesn't cease to be dope to me. No. I got you. I'm younger than Missy Elliott and fucking uh, you know, not by much, but you know, Missy Elliott and 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 I make sure everything remains raw. I'm younger oh, yeah. than Buster Rhymes. Yeah, yeah. And Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't make them any less dope. Have y'all heard this new messy song? Yes. I'm better than I'm better than I'm better. Yeah. 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 It's hot. It's hot as fuck, but it's no hot. one's listening to it, right? It's hot. But whatever. We're not going to go there. So age is not really a limitation for me. Right. Energy, however, it's timeless. Is a huge limitation for me. Mm. If you 35 and you acting like you 100 years old, I can't fuck with you. Right, right, right. No, it's true. Yeah. No, I feel you. You got to freshen it up. I walked up, I walked up to Piper and Piper had, Piper had glowing skin <laughs> and Pantene hair. Hilarious. And I was like, I used to work on those Pantene oh, commercials. Too. I know you did. I know you did. I was like, oh, Pant, uh, like yo, Piper, my real friend, cause she, it's cause true. she, cause she around my age, but got glowing skin. I'm way older. And Pantene, <laughs> you're way older than me, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I'm way older. But you know, life choices. You look yeah. phenomenal. You Thank you. And I'm not saying that on no gas shit. I'm just like. Let me tell you something. Black people need to stop acting like mediocrity is a thing. Mm. And I don't mean it from the standpoint of, because a lot of black people feel like we have to be 10, 20 times better than the white man mm. to actually get on. That's not really what I'm talking about. Mm. I'm saying your ass ain't getting dressed. Your ass ain't actually caring for yourself. You doing a bunch of shit that is counterintuitive to you actually being a whole human being. Mm. And that is, it's for black people or whoever else can catch that vibe that I'm throwing out. Because mm. the reality is that as a human being, if you are not honestly taking care of yourself, I say no a lot. I bought two full books today. Understand that I'm reading one book that's a thousand pages. Mm. And I am moving into a world where you can't get to me. You can't talk to me. You can't be with me. You can't holler at me. You can't nothing because I'm somewhere reading the book. It's yeah. a thousand pages. And I'm only like, you know, 500 pages in. Right. So I'm halfway done. Right. Hey, do something for you. Yeah. And I don't mean do something for your partner. I don't mean like whatever the case may be. I think black people really have it messed up about actually living for other people. Mm. Even if it is your partner. Even if it is your parents. Mm-hmm. Even if it is whomever. This is true. We spend too much time not actually actualizing our own awesomeness. Right. And the thing is, is that we are so giving. It is like a slavery mentality to be Mm. like, I got to take care of everybody else. And then I take care of me. No, Mm. take care of you first. Give from the overflow. Mm. And my friends, I've had several conversations about this. I've had several dialogues about this. This is something I've known for the last five years. Have I actualized it? Probably not. Mm. Whatever you like to do, do it. Yeah. Do it in full abundance. Do it regardless who of who's watching. What's that? Dance no matter yeah. who's watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Dance like no one's looking. And the thing is, is that, yo, in real life, I'm really not trying to do this with y'all. Y'all already know what the fuck y'all supposed to be doing. Yeah. Y'all really trying to act like it's some other shit. But in real life, you know how to care for yourself. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know how to care for the people around you. And you know you have to care for yourself first before you can care for the people around you. Mm -hmm. And they fuck with you heavy. And even if this is a dialogue, a process, a thing, 
like the patience really has to be present yeah because we've been patient for a long time and so Mm -hmm. you think like a couple months a couple years 10 years you think it's a long time how long were black people actually enslaved and not to mention that how long did black people actually slave like save not slave but save white people from actually shitting and like fucking eating in the same place Mm. the morris was on point yeah and they did things that you don't even understand they did and the only thing they want you to actually remember is how you were low and fucked up and you were a slave (laughs) right but understand that i know as my history and who i am that i am not actually any of that I am true royalty. Mm-hmm. I am true descendants of masters and maestros of music, art, math, science, all of those things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is literally a thing that people really need to like start to understand. Because the more you understand how dope you are, and this is why you don't like a Donald Glover. Can I talk about that? Oh, please. I had a really interesting reaction to like watching Atlanta and then watching his like... Um, SNL show. Mm-hmm. And I went to Mercy. Shout out to my Mercy girls. Shout out. Y'all know what that means in Detroit. If you are not from Michigan, Google it. Understand what that means. Um, But enough in my family had money to send me to a place <laughs> where I could not only be black, but actually be a part of the world society. Mm-hmm. And that's what we don't get. Black people generally just fuck with black people. White people just generally fuck with white people, especially when it is a socioeconomic situation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Understand what I'm saying? Socioeconomic situation. Mm-hmm. Understand that black people and white people are in socioeconomic situations. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you aren't in a socioeconomic situation... You vile with me. And there are some that who are in socioeconomic situations who are mad at me because I'm saying the word socioeconomic situations. I feel you. Cool. I enjoyed it because there was a tone in him having the ambivalence that a white person authentically has. Mm. Just by nature of not being there. Even though you're the setup. Hey, everything that's happening, you're the setup for. Right. Mm. Everything that's going on, you're the setup for. If somebody before you already told you this shit was fucking dope, and they already made it dope for somebody who wasn't them, who wasn't actually responding. It is. Yeah. Super swaggy. <laughs> no, it's interesting. I mean, you know what's dope, is too? Is it interesting or it's is interesting. it, like, real? No, it's interesting because I see you, uh, is it, you speaking in this way and talking about that. You can see all of that in your music. I, what I mean is you can see all these histories. You can see these ancestors. You can see... You know, you could just see the greatness. You could see it, you know, in your performance, in I your dance, in your dress, in your hair. 
But that, but that's why, and this is why I brought up Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Is because for somebody who was originally from Atlanta, a dad who is like he had some sort of job. His mom was a teacher. I can't remember what his dad did, but like whatever the fuck. And I'm not like really on this motherfucker's dick. Like that's not really what I'm saying. I'm just saying like we don't have a lot of examples of like what the fuck this shit is, right? Mm-hmm. And even Issa Rae is in a different position because she's from parents who are actually immigrants mm-hmm. while Donald Glover is not. Mm-hmm. So that's something we really need to like, you know, and people be like, yo, you bougie, you highfalutin, you you the whole shit. But the reality is that like, no, maybe I'm on some shit. You need to be on the motherfucker. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not in a diss way. I'm with you. Yo, so to me, the best show that has come out the entire time <clears throat> in the last like 10 years has been the Carmichael show. Has anybody watched it? I have not seen this show. Now I got to go. Are you fucking more. serious? Uh-oh. I am. On? It was on NBC, but it got canceled. Okay. And he was actually being cultivated by Bill Cosby to a certain degree. Dun, dun, dun. No, but here's what I want you to understand. Did he do it? Probably. Probably definitely did all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> but here's what I need you to understand. If you're the first, what are you to do? Mm-hmm. And I understand that to a certain degree. Definitely not to the degree to to the degree of a Bill Cosby, but when you're the first, people persecute you. That's the first yeah. thing you do because they mad as fuck you the first and it wasn't them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so kind of once you get to a dialogue of that, you know, it, you know, and I'm a late bloomer on purpose. I'm like I'm a late bloomer like a motherfucker. So the thing is, y'all think I'm early, but I'm late as fuck. Mm. It's the perspective. I just pay attention. Right, yeah. right, right. Y'all so busy doing some other shit. Y'all not paying attention. Bill Cosby was paying attention. Was he a rapist? Yeah. Ooh, there's a large he did possibility. <laughs> no, nah, he did that shit. I'm, I was being diplomatic, but you nah, know what the fuck I'm saying, Piper. But he had, he had access too, right? Because that's another thing. But this is what on. I'm saying. Like, this, this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. people get really mad at you when you have access, but they don't have access. And so they don't understand the struggle you actually going to going through with having access and not. And J- J- Carmichael is his name. What's his name? Not Gerard. It's not Gerard. Because I'm fucking it up. Because I've been drinking and being a normal person, which everybody who creates art should be. But here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest secret. Everybody keeps close. People who are artists are real people. The reason you don't fuck with them, you know why? Because they do shit you're afraid to do. But if you Mm. did the shit you was afraid to do, we could actually be on the same level. Right. Anyway. So the thing that's really weird about it is like, you know, he had a rapport with Cosby. Mm. And I think that Cosby actually passed the twos and was like, here's what not to do. Mm. It's very interesting because I watched his stand up. I watched the whole shit. I really fuck with him. I really fuck with the perspective, the whole shit. I'm interested to see what the people who are from the offshoot of that whole situation will do. I.E. Tiffany Haddish. I.E. Like whatever. Because everything is a fucking setup, right? Mm. What you don't understand is that somebody went before you. And when the history books show it, somebody would have gone before you. Who are you actually going to be in that context? Are you going to be the motherfucker who actually didn't fuck with the motherfucker who went before you? 
Mm. Or are you going to be the motherfucker who actually helped the motherfucker who went before you? Right. Your choice. Right. Where do you want to be in history? Me? Yeah. Because you're clearly a pioneer right now. So historically, you're you're you have pioneer status. Historically, I have pioneer status. Right now, everybody thinks I'm like a bum who like lives. Yeah, in right. Who, like, does <laughs> <coughs> but I think I, I I think that's because like people are afraid to actually be themselves, and I think I'm no longer afraid to do that. That's important. Like not being afraid yeah. to be yourself or being. Uh, we were talking about that, like being. Um, courageous because the thing is it's not or brave it's not that you don't have the feelings or that you don't feel fear or anxiety or you feel all the fear you, you feel, feel all that it's just you move through it until you get to that place and uh, not even until you just move through it you move through um your feelings because you know that you have a calling or a purpose a mission if you will a goal but niggas don't really fuck with you though. Like, let me be really honest. Like, you think you think motherfuckers was fucking with Maya Angelou? I doubt it. You think motherfuckers was fucking with like Nina Simone? I doubt it. Okay, can I time out? Okay, viewers and Monica. Are they viewers, How, what are they watching? Is there something they're watching? I don't You're right. know about. Okay, uh, listeners. Okay, thank you for You're correcting right. me. I'm sorry. I and wasn't Monica. trying to correct you. I was just trying to understand. You understand the nerd in me is always trying to understand. I'm I never trying it. to dish you. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. <laughs> I'm always trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. Right, right. Um, dog, like Nina Simone vibes are like through the effing roof and i don't like yeah the box in thing i don't do that i hate when you like watch like interview people getting interviewed like do people tell you you're like janet jackson but like just the way that you give people your words and the way that you want people to understand what you're saying is the only nina simone vibe that i get like that behind where nina kind of like wanted to give people a perspective of what artistry was um after the performance mm-hmm. is just like, man. But she also is. talked about, I mean, just looking at the interviews of her. She was yes. mad transparent. She she, yeah. she talked about her struggles with she people, did. with humans. Yeah, she did. You know, that's what, I mean, I guess. Yeah, or maybe I shouldn't say her struggle with them. Their struggle <coughs> with her. That's yeah. what, uh, that's, and, and that's, that's the, the point. Only, that's the only Because you be out here being regular as fuck and other motherfuckers be like, but you and that and this thing and yeah. you did this and people let me tell you people tell me about shit I did years ago often mm. people tell me about the things I did years ago and whatever I did years ago I'm no longer there yeah. mm. and not in a diss not because what you feel is not valuable right 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 it's totally because the struggle implores that we move forward right no, and it's interesting because it's like, okay, when, and I'm, I'm going to go back to the music, when Michael Jackson would be interviewed, and this was like a long, long, long time yeah, ago. I get and they would going. they would interview him about uh, performing Beat It. Yeah. Or performing the songs. And it was funny because he would say how he can't stand performing that song. Songs. And, and Billie Jean and yeah. all that. And people would be like, really? Because those are our favorite songs. And he'd yeah. be just like, 
I'm doing new music now. And it, it was like, I think it was during the bad period. Not not Ooh, not, not that bad? his music was bad, but yeah, the the album bad. bad. And they and I that just remember shit, I just remember my them asking him all those questions. That I'm not going to front. He was just like, I'm not there. He's. It, it, they were asking. He was in a different period in his music. Nobody likes to be in the dark, people. Everybody yeah. wants to be in the know. And even the people who aren't in the know, which is like literally 85 to 95% of people who are not in the know. Mm. They want to feel like they are. The 85ers. <laughs> <laughs> the 10, the talented 10. That's a real thing, though. And people feel a way about it, and they people, and and you don't know what the other side of it is if you aren't that person, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's really interesting. And I mean, I'm not saying I don't know fuck shit. I'm just saying like yeah. like everybody thinks like you know, oh my god, you know, light skin. That's how you're doing like light skin things. And that's it's like, funny. It's not that. <laughs> it's just that it's just That's funny. But I just happen to be on a lighter spectrum. That's a, and that's why you call yourself MB the light. Not because they're light skin. No. <laughs> Not because I'm light skin. Because I feel like I bring light to things that most people don't want to talk about. And I feel mm. like I might never have a career because of it. Nah, I doubt it. I mean, you're, to I me, do. the type of <laughs> you artist. You say that, but I do. But you're the type of artist that, you know what I'm saying? You're like an artist's artist. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, your artist's favorite artist. The same way that yeah, Dilla your was artist's your artist's favorite, favorite artist. Yeah. Mm. Not yeah. enough money in the circulation. To put, if the dollar circulates. You got to make, you got to make about five trap albums in, in two months. Oh, nigga. <laughs> I made a joint. I was like, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't yeah. give a fuck about you. Yeah. How many remixes you got? <laughs> I need like 12 more to actually make a coin. Yeah. Only because I have a vagina. If I had a dick, I would only have to make five more. Well, you should send them. Send them to everyone and tell them you need these remixes to hop on it. You need to hop on this right here. I don't give a fuck about you. Right. You do one about that. Do one like I'm going to the stove. <laughs> no, I did one where I was like literally I, my legs were crossed and I was just like sitting there and like having a moment and everybody laughed at me. But I was like, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I was like, I'm just I, it was something about sitting here crossing my legs that I can't remember melodically right now. But whatever. That's what happened. Oh, uh, man, we've been having so much fun. I just realized the time. I'm like, wow, you gave us so much time. Like, we super appreciate you coming and, you know, giving us this much of your time. Um, but I do want to let people know where to um, – you, you gave us the, you know, where your shows are going to be. Just give us that again, um, where your next upcoming shows are, and also, too, how people can access the greatness that is MB The Light, Monica Blair. 728. I'll be at um, Market on the app. Um, uh, in Detroit, Day, in, in Detroit, Labor Day, I'll be at the Jazz Fest, Detroit, and then I'm gonna have some really fun things in between because I think my sense of humor is really missed and 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 not upon what it needs to be upon. So like, I think we need to like really get together and make that happen. Thank you for raising my mind because I was doing the things that needed to be. I'm sorry, I'm mad ridiculous. So, like, yeah, come see me. Look at me on IG at MB The Light. You can find me anywhere at Monica Blair. You can find me anywhere. Blair with an E. Totes my goats. Always remember the E. Always remember the E. It makes it, like, way more effeminate. And, like, you know, I'm way more effeminate. 
I haven't combed my hair since July, but I'm way more effeminate. And you'll give people a hard time if they leave off the E. A hard time <laughs> is funny. <laughs> Popping that coochie, that. giving people a hard time. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, totally. Come check it out. Come see it. Come rock with it. Come whatever. Like, come and then come and then come some more. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> reality is this. You are me. I'm you. Whether you decide or feel inclined to respond to that or not. The reality is that if I look like you and you look like me and you don't really want to respond to it, something wrong with you, ain't nothing wrong with me. So. I think the people know who they are. <laughs> they, I don't know, though. <laughs> that's, that's uh you know, the, that's an Odyssey song. You know who you are. I'm going to sing that to you. Oh, that's, hey, my hey, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, huge fans over here. Now we uh, we turned Britney out on uh, Monica Blair music, so she. The uh, Chaim Salu. Yeah, so that's what's up. Hebrew. You got any last words you want to give Britney? Uh, as the token millennial. You're dope. <laughs> no, I think you're dope just because Thank you want you, to understand. No, mm-hmm. actually, I think you're dope because you want to understand. I'm actually technically a millennial. I don't really want to talk about it, but <laughs> like you know, in real life, like you're dope because you want to understand. The thing is, is that understanding leads to all pathways, and the main pathway we all need to be led to is love. And so you being millennial, you, Piper being who you are, me being who I Ancient. am, Kari who <laughs> don't do it, <laughs> Kari being who he is, like it literally leads to us all all one inroad, and the mm-hmm. inroad is 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 us loving ourselves is because that's literally legitimately what they don't want us to do, and so love someone who doesn't look like you or who looks like you but doesn't talk like you, who doesn't walk like you, who doesn't believe the same things you do is because they do it all the time and they make all the checks and you fuck it up by not doing the same thing <laughs> Monica so, Blair is like yeah. the sage this on was, the matrix yeah, this was I'm the, not I'm not the I'm oracle honest, though. she's I the oracle she remember she was on the park bench in the projects <laughs> they had to go there to go <laughs> Get the wisdom. Get that the, lady the wisdom died, of the ancients. By the way. Oh, that no, lady no. died. R.I.P. R.I.P. Shouts out to R. Oracle. R. No, R. I had R. R. a lot of fun, Monica. Thank you for being yourself. Oh, I enjoyed. Mm. I, I have no other way but to be. Mm. And like Piper is super dope. And like Cardi is super dope. Like literally from like LG, like real talk. Way back in the day, like real people who actually know me. This dude, he doesn't know me, but he's sitting here like texting. But it's fine because that's what <laughs> most that's what, that's what most people do. And that's what we're gonna talk about. It's all gravy. And understand that being a millennial, you aren't that much younger than me, but it's cool. Mm. Like, you know, it's it, it it's all gravy. Like legitimately the thing that I feel like black people need to mm. possess and actually do is be themselves and beyond gender, beyond race, beyond like whatever. And that sounds mm. asinine to most black people, but I don't care because that's what we need to do. Shots fired. Pew pew. <laughs> what gun is that? No gun. That's a pussy popping. Uh oh. <laughs> Thank you, Piper. Yeah. Did you have anything else? Nope. <laughs> That's it. Hilarious. Right All right. Go. Well, this is the Piper Carter podcast. Um, actually, so email us for real. It's, Seriously. Uh, Piper at DetroitIsDifferent.com and Brittany at DetroitIsDifferent.com. Okay. And is that how do you spelling Brittany? T T A N Y. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Yeah, Brittany. Like like Great Britain. Yeah. So um so yeah, email us and let us know, you know, what you think about the show. Tell us about yourselves. Like, you know, I want to start reading people's letters 
on the air so we can laugh. Ha ha, just kidding. But I want to start no, reading people's uh, emails <laughs> on the air. Anyway. Uh, let us know about yourselves. Like, what's going on in your family? <laughs> like, do you have a new job? Do you have a, a new child? Did you just get married? Are you struggling in your relationship? Like, we want to know who's listening and, and who you are and where Real you're from. Facts. Yeah, and um, check out Detroit is Different. We're on Absolutely. Instagram, you know, check out the website, check out the Facebook, you know, let us know how much you love the show. If you don't like the show, do not contact us. <laughs> we don't care. We only want lovers, no haters. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, and much love to you. Um, Detroit is Different, Piper Carter Podcast, we out. This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. You're listening to the Piper Carter podcast on the Detroit is Different podcast network.